0: Hey guys, welcome to Politically Provoked, an interactive podcast where we host debates, panels, and interviews. If this is your first time joining us, don't forget to hit that subscribe button as well as the notification bell to keep up to date with all our future debates and panels. We are primarily on YouTube, but you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Discord, and BitChute. All the information is in the banner below, or you can just search Politically Provoked and we should pop right up. Politically Provoked is a neutral ground where people from across the political spectrum can either duke it out in a debate or just have a casual discussion in one of our panels. Either way, we try to represent both left and right-wing views on every episode. I'm your left-wing host, Brittany, and this is your right-wing host, Todd. So how are you, Todd?
1: I'm doing great. How are you doing tonight, Britt?
0: I'm doing good. I'm tired, but I'm good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we got another interview for you guys. The purpose of our interviews is to bring people on who are interested in doing debates give them a chance to introduce themselves find out where they stand on various positions um, on various issues and where, what they would be the most interested in debating like i said i'm tired <laughs> um, this is going to be a helpful tool to match people up to debate we after our interviews we'll put them in our library of debaters there are three libraries all on youtube there's a left wing debaters library a right wing debaters library and a panellist library The Panelist Library is for people who are maybe not ready for a one-on-one debate, or maybe their positions aren't quite firm enough where a debate's a good fit, but they still want to be a part of the conversation. But anybody that is in our library of debaters, they are people who are interested in doing debates. So you guys can go scroll through them, see if anybody sparks their interest, and let us know, and we can set that up. And if you would like to be added to our library, you can email us at politicallyprovoked at gmail.com. All right. So we have an interview with DeAndre. So how are you?
2: Um, well, how are you all tonight?
0: So oh, good. Yeah. So, um, if you want to give a brief introduction, tell people a little bit about yourself, where you lie on the political spectrum and uh, maybe where people can find you.
2: Okay. Well, my name is DeAndre. Currently right now I'm in the state of Mississippi. Uh, I've just entered my head into the political race in Mississippi running for, uh, United States Congress um, as a member of the Constitution Party, so I'm trying to see how well that's going to pan out.
1: I just sent them you. my letter of intent. I feel
0: like the volume is really low.
1: Is it? Is it low? It's a little low, but I can hear him. I heard the Constitution okay. Party. My, I'm excited. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes,
2: I found uh, I found the Constitution Party, and I was looking for, for a party of my own uh, that best fit my views and you know, been, been, uh, been black basically raised to believe the Democrat Party was the only way. And as I grew older I began to look and see that some of the views that they had did not uh align with the views that I have. And the Republican Party isn't strong enough or uh as or uh, liberal enough. Uh, not liberal in the sense of the liberals that we know today, but liberal is libertarian meaning uh back to uh less government. So I did some research, found the Constitution Party. So that's sort of where I stand on most of the issues. Uh, Most people can find me either on Facebook, my Facebook or Instagram, uh, DeAndre Pace. Um, You can find me on my podcast on Spotify, a whole bunch of other ones, uh, Breaker Audio, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, The Story of America with DeAndre Pace. Uh, Just kicked that off last summer. So. building up an audience on there just to try to get more uh, people within the state uh, that want to take a stab at someone different from the uh, political house other than just voting for Republicans constantly over and over again or voting for Democrats over and over again without knowing any policy standing. But that's just sort of a little basic background of who I am and what I believe in.
0: Okay. All right. So, um, who did you vote for in the last, uh, election?
2: I voted for President Trump in the last election.
0: Okay. And, oh, there's an echo. Um, testing. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. No, do, do you hear that, Todd? Yeah, I do. Okay. Um, let's see. All right. Well... That's so weird, it's like doing it sometimes and not the other times. Um, okay, uh, I'll try to do this. Maybe if, I'm gonna try to mute you while I talk and see if that helps. Okay, um, all right, so yeah, I think that helps. All right, so what I'm gonna do is maybe um, when you're not talking, it just uh, if you're able to mute your mic and and then just do when... and yeah, okay. All right, so I'm gonna ask a few questions. Um, Okay, so if you could name uh, a public figure or uh, maybe somebody famous or a politician that is the closest to your views, uh, who would that be?
2: Uh, definitely right now, it would probably be Dr. Thomas Soul or uh, or President Trump, one of the two, but pro- uh, mostly Dr. Thomas Sowell.
0: Okay. Um, all right, and so if you were... I'm gonna have to. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> okay. Um, so, if you were to uh, debate somebody, or if you were gonna join somebody for a panel, what are the topics that would interest you the most, and which topics would interest you the least?
2: Uh, I don't. I don't say that there are any too many topics that I wouldn't be interested in. Uh, definitely, the ones that interest me most would probably be. Things as it relates to the economy and, and healthcare. Uh, been that I have sold healthcare for a long time. Sold the Affordable Care Act on the marketplace exchange for three years. So I've uh, had to research a lot of that. Um, the thing that i have probably be least likely to want to debate would probably be something akin to climate change, and I don't believe it's an issue even worth uh, debate. since the science it is, always so fuzzy. And I, my study was paleontology. So paleontology has a wide range of fields, including paleoclimatology. So I've been studying climate change over the course of human evolution and the Earth's evolution for, you know, a number of years. And uh, I can tell you from a scientist's perspective that it's just not even worth bringing it up in discussion. Okay. All
0: right. So um, you said... Uh, that healthcare,
2: like what, What's your stance on healthcare? Uh, my stance on healthcare is that healthcare is uh, not a privilege. It is, um, well, it, to me, it is a privilege. I wouldn't say it's not an essential, not an essential right. It's something more akin to a leisure that we have the opportunity to purchase into. I believe that after working on the private sector and working in the uh, healthcare exchange, that. Healthcare is significantly better when the government has little or nothing to do with it. The regulations that were placed in place by the Affordable Care Act uh, practically neutered the industry and uh, worsened the coverage. As uh, for example, uh, at the busiest healthcare has, uh, healthcare exchange and healthcare marketplace for ACA has ever been was in the year two thousand uh, sixteen. 2016, 2017. Mm -hmm. Uh, That year, I believe, we gathered 15 million uh, uh, consumers, and that was our busiest year. Now, a lot of people continue to say that there's 60 million people that are enrolled in the coverage, which the number is all over the place, but that's because they are accounting for uh, Medicaid and Medicare along with the marketplace, because they're all owned by the same people, which is CMS, Centers of Medicare and Medicaid Services. So, when all of those things came into play uh the affordable care act all plans are required to have women's coverage even if you're not a woman all plans are required to have children's coverage 100 percent, even if you don't have any children all plans are supposed to have dental and vision for children even if you don't have any children all plans are supposed to include critical illness even if you don't have one so it's raising the price overall for everybody and the only, the only people who pay more than everyone else are smokers because of how, how healthcare is. I mean, they don't ask you if you're a drinker, but if you're a smoker, you do pay. Um, I think it's about 25% more than a non-smoker does, but it's raising the price overall for everybody. And I've I've sold plans to people that are bronze plans where they've got the premium tax credit at over two over two thousand dollars, but because they picked the bronze plan, they didn't get any cost share reductions, and they were still paying around fifteen hundred dollars a month for the insurance with a twenty-seven dollar, twenty-seven thousand dollars deductible for their family of four. So, it's it became significantly worse. That's the reason why it's something that I'd be uh, why I'd be interested in, and something that I believe the government has no place in because uh, you just put. Too much, too much regulation on there. You killed off the competition and form monopolies, which is what government's supposed to be against. Which is antitrust, and that's what I believe. In. Okay, um, and
0: your stance on the economy?
2: What, what is that? Uh, my stance on the economy is to try to be as close to a laissez-faire policy as we possibly can. But obviously, you have to have some form of regulation to protect the small businesses. I believe in strict anti-monopoly, antitrust laws. Um, I think that the economy could boom significantly. Uh, President Trump proved that when he reduced a lot of the regulation that were placed in, uh, by the Obama administration and a great deal of regulations that were placed in by the Bush administration. Um, I think that if you want to see the economy boom, you have to allow consumers as well as the this uh, uh, the business owners allow them to be the proprietors of their industry let them do the research because as things particularly if you want to do more uh, move towards more green or you want to move towards um, more environmentally friendly types of stuff uh, child friendly types of stuff if you allow the companies the space to do their own development, they're not going to cut us with these shortcuts as they did a hundred years ago, because we have the technology and as you continue to allow them to do these things and make these leaps in intellectual property, they will in turn make the quality better and it will cause the prices to cheapen. But if you allow government to come in there and raise regulations on everything, the prices aren't going to get any cheaper. The quality is going to get a hell of a lot worse and the uh, price is going to continue to rise, which we're seeing that right now. Um, All
0: right. So let's see here. Um, uh, Where do you get your news from?
2: Well, I try to get my news from a variety of sources. CNN, I stay away from. Uh, Fox, since they're well, News, Newsmax now is uh, another one on the right, but Fox is really the only one that you have on the right other than talk radio, which I don't listen to the radio very often nowadays, so I get that. get most, most of it from Fox uh, from the newspaper. A uh, couple of magazines here. Uh, ABC I use a lot. Fox Business and uh, CNBC I use a lot for the business network. I think those are two of the more trustworthy ones. Uh, C-SPAN uh looks to a lot whenever, whenever I'm watching things that congress is approving or, or legislation that they're going over mm-hmm. and just, just you know if I see something pop up in my header or on my facebook uh facebook or um my browser homepage and it looks interesting I'll click into it and read mm-hmm. it so it goes to various websites sometimes porch comes up a lot it just depends on what comes across my splash to uh, for me to find interesting enough to click into Okay.
0: Um, all right, so I wanted to go into some social issues, if you don't mind. Um, all right, so do you believe that homosexuality is a choice?
2: Yes, I am a strict believer of it being a choice.
0: Okay. Um, can someone be groomed into being gay or transgender?
2: Yes, I believe so. And I think uh, it's very important that at those young ages for children, that there is no type of pressure that allows a child to be uh, brought up in that way. I have uh, family members and friends of mine that are homosexual and have adopted children. And I believe cho- all children, regardless of whether you're uh, heterosexual, homosexual, or whatever else you may be, since now apparently there's so many more sexualities, um, I think that you don't need to be bringing that up with the children. Let them decide what they want to be when they get to the age of being able to date. Uh, <laughs> typically around the middle school, high school years, particularly the high school years, because middle school years, I don't think they're uh, hormonally developed uh, and matured uh, yet to even make those types of decisions.
0: Okay. Um, Do you think that people should be allowed to use the bathroom of their preferred gender?
2: No, I don't, because I think that there are some people that will take advantage of that, which we saw uh, immediately after President Obama made the option uh, to bring people to use the bathrooms they wanted to use. I think it was at the Target in 2013, where uh, I think it was a few months after the decision that President Obama made to um, uh, make the bathroom thing a public public issue, Uh, a man goes into the women's bathroom at a Target um, and rapes a little girl. Because he decided to identify as a, as a woman, and you know, unless you've gone through the trans the transition program, which effectively renders you uh, incapable of harming young people in that in that way, then I don't think the I don't think the baptism I don't even think the bathroom thing is a real issue to begin with, considering that you know. Uh, most bathrooms today, if you like, it, particularly at my job, if you do have a female in the male bathroom, you go in there, it's the same thing. There's no urinal in the male bathroom. So I don't think that most people see that as an issue. Uh, just go to the bathroom. I mean, most, most people try not to use the bathroom in public anyway, since they're usually filthy. Okay.
1: Um,
0: all right. So do you believe there is such thing as white privilege?
2: Absolutely not. And I think that people who perpetuate the idea of white privilege are uh, victimizing blacks and are being racist against white people. And I think that that's uh to the idea uh, that Martin Luther King and many people in the civil rights movement left behind, which was to judge people based off of the content of the character, not the color of their skin.
0: Okay. Um, what are some things that police in America could do to earn the trust of black and brown people?
2: Well, there's absolutely nothing that police could do to earn the trust of black and brown people. Because mm-hmm. the police in the black and brown communities already have the trust of, of us. The only ones that don't have the trust are the ones that are in the inner city communities, And the problem in the inner cities has mm-hmm. nothing to do with the police. It has everything to do with the leadership in those in those communities and the fact that there's uh that there are very few young uh particularly african-american people in this inner cities that have uh any sense of responsibility or respect because they don't have the discipline at home they don't have fathers in the house they don't have mothers that uh that are capable of caring to the degree that they should, because usually it's a single mother household. They're not always at the home all the time because they're working and their kids are running the streets because there's nobody at home to take care of them and to, and to make sure that they're, you know, doing things correctly. So, uh, yeah, I don't think that there's anything that police can do that to earn the respect because they've already, they already have it from those of us that don't break the law. If there's anything that they could do, I would say, uh, wear, wear the body cam. All police officers should be wearing the body cam. Uh, that way, uh, if, if anything should go away, they that body cam should always be working so that uh, if anything should go, ever go right, it should go directly to the public. That way the public can never try to pin some of these famous mistakes or justify situations, which are most of them, almost 99% of them, uh, on good police officers uh, for, what, the less than 1% chance that are just crap officers would, you know, the media was going to pop that up in in our faces anyway to try to get more political points.
0: Do you you think that the um, Derek Chauvin uh, jury, do you think they got that right?
2: No, I don't think they got it right. Um, If it were me, I would have pursued... Uh, possibly murder in the third degree and manslaughter, nothing further because um, George Floyd is not a martyr of any type of black uh, black person. Not only that, he had enough fentanyl in the system to kill an elephant. and you can see When you can uh, combine that with the methamphetamines that he had in his system, he was already dead before Chauvin even put him on the ground. He was banging his head against the window in the back of the car, asking them to pull him out of the car. Uh, the, as a martial artist, I can tell you for a fact that it's almost that it's practically impossible to asphyxiate from the back of the neck, and even if you do asphyxiate, uh, you're not going to cause somebody to continue to bleed profusely from the nose unless you're closing off an essential artery, which doesn't happen in, in asphyxiation. So, um. I think the jury was pressured because of all of the burning down of their city and the killing of people that happened all over the summer because of it. Um, I would not have rendered him in a non guilty verdict. I just wouldn't have pursued the uh, murder two and all of the multiple charges out of just something that murder three and, uh, poss- and possibly manslaughter in the, in the second or third degree. Nothing further than that.
0: Okay, Um, are you religious at all?
2: Yeah, it's very religious. It it shapes my entire existence just about.
0: Okay, all right, so I'm gonna do a quick lightning round um, and then I'm gonna hand it to Todd. Okay, so I think you already answered this one, uh, healthcare privilege, right? You said it was a privilege, so we can just move on to the next one. Um, Climate change, oh, I think you actually did this one too, man-made or hoax. Um, I'm guessing you are more on the hoax side.
2: I wouldn't necessarily say hoax, but I would say very misinformed because of 90, 99% of all of the carbon dioxide and different emissions that are in the atmosphere are produced by the Earth itself. So human beings are contributing exceptionally low, and particularly America, because of the, when you look when you take a look at the Paris climate support, which we pulled out of under President Trump, um, Every other country in the Paris Climate Accord has increased their carbon emissions by more than three percent, whereas America is the only one that has dropped their carbon emissions by more than three point five percent. So America doesn't have that doesn't have to worry about that problem. And as I said earlier, when it comes down to the economy and business, if you let these companies uh, continue to advance intellectual property and whatnot, and go with more clean forms of energy as they find the technology to make it possible, naturally the emissions uh, stops increasing. Okay, um, all right.
0: So electoral college,
2: keep or abolish? Say that again, please.
0: Electoral college, keep or abolish?
2: Absolutely keep. The electoral colleges, they protect us from having California make all of our decisions.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, defund the police, support or oppose?
2: Absolutely opposed. If you get rid of the police, you may as well just let them kill each other in the streets as they're doing right now.
0: $15 minimum wage, support or oppose?
2: Oppose. I don't believe in uh, minimum wage. If anything, I would go back and get rid of the minimum wage we have now and let people get paid based off of the merit uh, because then uh, they were getting paid more on average for the skills that they have than they are now. And then most, as I said as I said to most people that ask me the question of minimum wage, most of the people who are complaining about the minimum wage price are working empty level jobs that don't require any skills. And therefore you're not going to be getting paid, uh, the price of somebody who's intermediate making 26 to $33 an hour. You can just get in there, get the experience and move on to a higher paying job. Okay. Uh,
0: tax the rich more or less.
2: I believe, um, that Ben Carson had it right when he was running for president is that you should have a flat tax across the board for fairness. The rich are already paying the majority of the taxes in the country anyway, but if you had a flat rate around the board, nobody could complain. Okay. Uh,
0: Legalize all drugs, support or oppose?
2: I oppose. I don't think that uh, drugs... Need to be fantasized a little bit more. I mean, I think that's the biggest problem uh, when we talk about black and brown people and they're interacting with police officers is to ward us on drugs. that so was started back in the 90s. So, absolutely opposed.
0: Okay. Legalize prostitution, support or oppose?
2: I oppose that too. I don't think it's uh, a good idea to set that example for our young women. You know, we want them to, to cherish their bodies and not destroy them.
0: Okay. And last one, term limits, support or oppose?
2: Absolutely support. uh, uh, I believe two terms for the Senate, three terms for Congress, um, Supreme Court, 25 years. Uh, I believe that you you have to have term limits on all of them, not just one of them. If you have term limits only on one of them, then it messes up the triangle of power. So either you remove the term limits that are on the presidency or you add term limits to the other two
0: i like that all right so todd i know you're probably itching to get in here so go
1: i would give you that yeah man um man let me be the first one i'll I'll donate to your campaign brother let me tell you you answered all those questions probably exactly as i would but um number one do you favor nationalism or globalism
2: uh nationalism because i've I believe that every country on the face of the earth is more interested in their country's protection and safety, and that's the way it should be. And if you continue to do that, then the global community as a whole, in my opinion, will be able to exist a little bit better. I mean, you see what happened when the relationship between Trump and Kim Jong-un, how it developed, it didn't start out very good, but as both countries began to uh, understand and respect each other's boundaries, and what each country can get out of it, and out of being in a uh, business relationship with the other country, it became a very uh, nice relationship. We didn't really hear too much from North Korea during uh, the presidency.
1: Nope, we sure didn't. He had a he had a he had to let them know what was up. But um, yeah, they've they've not answering Joe Biden's call right now though. So they said, no, hit me back later, bro. Um, number three, uh, or excuse me, number two. Is hate speech protected speech, and do you think it should be?
2: Well, underneath the Constitution as it relates to freedom of speech, hate speech is uh, protected by the Constitution. However, uh, freedom of speech is not freedom of consequence. So I believe that you can say whatever you want to say, and I wouldn't offend your right to say whatever you want to say, but you have to be willing to accept the consequences of your actions, whatever it may be.
1: Absolutely. Number three, gun control laws. Do you favor gun control laws? What is your overall position on guns? Well,
2: I'm not a gun enthusiast, but I do not support further gun restriction laws. Uh, I think that we already have enough laws on the books, enforce them as they are right now, and you'll be fine. As a matter of fact, there's so many on the books right now that you might want to just wipe all of those out and then read. Uh, restart and streamline them and the way I figure it simplicity works perfect you streamline them get them in there make sure the things are following to Geneva Accords and things like that and uh, you know no flamethrowers no no uh, ballistic artillery but everything else uh, is le- legal game I mean you take a look at uh, Chicago Chicago has the strictest gun laws in the country but the murder rate is nearing that of honduras the murder capital of the world baltimore same same thing detroit but you go over to maine maine has the the uh least restrictive gun laws in the country and they are the safest country uh not country but state in the country so um i'm not a fan of guns i don't own one myself but uh i would say follow the laws in the books right now. No, no need to regulate any further.
1: All right. Number four, are you pro-life or pro-choice? And when do you feel life begins? Well, as a
2: Christian, I'm pro-life. Um, I believe that life begins uh, at conception. I don't, I don't buy into the cluster of sales nonsense because and I don't buy into this. My it's my body. It's my choice. Because at what at what point in time does it become the child's body? Uh, I think that the prop, and then again, also been living in a black community where 25% of our children don't even get a chance to be born, according to the, the statistics. And you know, since Planned Parenthood was was adopted and put in place, more than 45 million have been aborted and haven't even had the chance to live. And the way I figure it is. Is you're missing out on the opportunity for one of those potential lives to be the next person to come in and solve one of these major crises that, like lowering emissions or uh, increasing uh, the capacity of internet or, or whatnot, you know. So, absolutely pro pro life. Uh, life begins uh, when when you conceive. If you don't like it, use protection. Use a contraceptive.
1: All right, and number five, the immigration. Are you pro-immigration, anti-immigration, uh, anti-amnesty? What is your position uh, on the immigration situation we have going on right now?
2: Well, uh, before I have to go back to renew my renew my website's um, uh, license, and, but. On my website, and then uh, and I've, I've written this many times. I have an episode on my podcast I haven't put up yet, but uh, I am pro immigration, but I'm not pro illegal immigration. I'm not pro amnesty. The way I figure it is, we have enough laws in the books. Uh, really, we only need ten ten laws as it relates to immigration, and apply them strictly. We need to uh, set. A limit to the amount of immigrants that we can even receive because that's going to be a problem where we're going to have too many people in the country. Resources need to be that we don't want to become China with over two billion people. I I, I did a calculation that we already have around three hundred forty million legal residents in the United States. I think that we have to account for uh, the, the birth of children, so you can put another one hundred and fifty million in there, so that brings us up to around a little over five hundred and sixty. A uh, little. 560 million, uh, and then maybe add another 200 million total over the next 50 or so years for immigration and then cap it at that because uh, immigration is great, but we need to be able to provide for the people that already live here before we can start taking care of those other people from other nations and uh, strictly punish those that break our laws because otherwise it will always happen. And I don't just mean punish the illegals. I mean, punish the people who are complicit in bringing them over here in the first place. That way, uh, punish the businesses that are hiring them under the table. Um, I gave a proposal that I wrote to to Congress. Um, Fine them, fine every business for every illegal immigrant that they are uh, paying under the table, fine them a hundred million dollars for every single one. And don't find them a uh, hundred million dollars of, gro- of gross, find, find them a hundred million dollars of net product. That way you deter them from all possibility of hiring illegal immigrants. And that way we can take care of the ones that are here because we are already receiving around two million legal immigrants every year. And we still have our own uh, naturalized citizens that are already here. So
1: yeah, that's my that's my view on that. Great. I am on board with all those positions. Uh, I'm going to pass it back to Brittany. Thank you for coming on. And uh, yes, yeah, stick around when you're done. I want to talk insurance. <laughs> all
0: right. Yeah. So um, if there is anything that we didn't uh, touch on that you wanted to address, the floor is yours.
2: Uh, well, there weren't too many things that you guys didn't touch on. I think it was a fairly fair interview. Um, oh, one of the things that I, that I guess I would add into it would be uh, as, as we're going forward with all of these things here, I believe that we have to, to be able to come together as a nation. We have to be able to stop perpetuating all of these things between the whites and the blacks and all of these different color, color issues. I see it all, all the time. And for the most part, white people are afraid to stand up against the idea and black people are too ignorant to, to fight for what's right. Um, but we have to stop perpetuating this victimhood of blacks and this ignorance of whites. And the way I figure it is that the way racism continues to exist is that black people are using it as a weapon and white people are using it as guilt. And we have to stop that.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Yeah, like Todd said, uh, stick around after our little exit video. But um, yeah, if you guys are interested in anything that DeAndre had to say and would like to join him for a panel or debate, you can either comment on this video or email us at politically at gmail.com. Other than that, thank you guys and good night.